You are now tuned in to the Carefree Black Girl podcast where we discuss everything carefree, black, and girl. So, y'all, before we get into the conversation, the good stuff, make sure y'all take a second and subscribe. That's the most important thing that we need. Subscribe to, to us if you are using iTunes on the podcast. Wherever you are listening to the Carefree Black Girl podcast, make sure to subscribe. Hashtag, you can even Google it, Carefree Black Girl podcast. Um, definitely follow us on Instagram, Carefree Black Girl underscore Inc. And CFBG Pod on Twitter. Yes, if you have any questions for us, any ideas, if you want to hear us talk about anything, email us, Carefree Black Girl podcast at gmail.com all right now let's get back into the conversation let's do this baby so i'm taj and i'm the only original carefree black girl on air today ivy is in europe in amsterdam and brie is in la she's not in la she's in school (laughs) she's in grad she's in california California. working on her phd so um we have our executive producer with us today rez Kwana, and we have a guest today, June Brown from hey Browns to Perfection Agency. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, hey guys. Um, my name is June Brown. I am owner and founder of Brown to Perfection Agency. It's a creative marketing agency currently based in New York, although we do have clients in Atlanta, LA, um, and hopefully a couple other spots. Um, in the incoming year, we do anything marketing, anything events for companies, brands, products, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Thank and you. thanks for having me, ladies. No, no problem. problem. Thanks for yeah. being here. Thanks for being here. Rez, you might as well tell about yourself. The listeners haven't heard from you yet. Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, uh, I'm Rez. Uh, I have been working with Carefree Black Girl for the last... For a while now, we've been yeah, riding. Last couple months. Yeah, yeah, we've been riding. Um, I I call myself um like a vision amplifier. Uh, I currently work in advertising, but I do a little bit of everything. Um, I love creating content. Um, and I just been really like pushing this movement. So I'm you know I'm here. I'm here. I'm Thank with y'all. You for rocking with us. You feel me? Yeah. That was passionate. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> I'm here, and I'm really happy that we have our guests here. I was like, let's let's make this happen because we just been doing big things. Like, yeah, we yeah, really. I, I feel like all it. the girls are killing it right now. Mm-hmm. We have. I I actually saw you briefly at A3C over the past weekend. I yes. never met you in New York yes. City, but I saw you. Um, you had an event trapping in the nine. Yes, trapping for the nine nine in two thousands. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, basically, it's an event that we do in New York. We've done it in Philly. Um, it's a spinoff of another lit. event, Trapping and Davin, that Kim Chanel, my partner in crime, and I started back in 2015 um, just because we wanted to throw a party. And then it kind of just never stopped. So it's just been funneling and funneling. And um, this is our third event period in Atlanta, but it's our first time bringing that party to Atlanta and A3C access to um, be a part of the festival this year, which was great. Um, and it was a lot, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Thanks, Atlanta. What makes that party like? How, how do you like what's what's the vibe like? Well, um, it's like a little bit of everything. So clearly, you know, you get the trap in parts. So you get trap music, of course. Um, we never want to leave that out. Trap is super popular today, and Kim and I personally both really like trap music. Um, 
but for our party is really not like a specific thing. DJs usually ask us like, so what should I play? And we're like, well, of course, you know, it's a lot of throwback music. So 90s and 2000s music, like your catalog got to be lit. Mm -hmm. So of course, throw that stuff in there. But then we also be like and play current stuff, play reggae, because like everybody at our party, it's a big group of different types of people like you're not going to get like one kind of person or one kind of crowd so you literally have to play everything and I think that's part of the thing one of the main things that I think makes our party so dope because you, you're going to get everything like one of the highlights of that night is that so we reached cat really early and mm-hmm. I think I want to say the total total cap at Al five is like 500 people um, because we also had like our backstage folks and then mm-hmm. staff. So including everybody, I think it's about 500 and we had the whole venue doing an electric slide. That is funny because like we do that at our parties in New York. Okay. Right. Right. So we do that at our parties in New York, but to see the whole Atlanta doing it was really funny. And then when Mouse Jones, shout out to one of our hosts, he cuts the music and they were singing, you know, that part on the song, like the top of their lungs holding the note. Yeah. We were crying, laughing like, so it was, it's great. You never know what you're really going to get, but you have a good time. That's what's up. A3C overall was super dope. Y'all right. Mm. I like, I had a great time. That was my first time in atlanta so yeah it was a it was a good week i really i'm proud of all the, it the was youth lit. out there yeah all the black people doing their thing yes i saw a shirt that said black thighs matter and i was like yo i love atlanta everything <laughs> black matters here like <laughs> yeah yeah black <laughs> thighs Atlanta's matter. so black thighs. i love it <laughs> like and it is like um i've i've traveled abroad and i've come across people who's like been to atlanta before and they're like Yo, it's so black there. Yeah. They're like, I never seen. I feel like Atlanta is a blueprint. Like, I love New York and I love mm-hmm. LA and all these places. But when it comes to, like, even politics, <laughs> Atlanta is, like, the blueprint for, like, a lot of things going on. They have, like, a mayor, mayor, mayor race, I guess is what you say, mm-hmm. race going on. And if nobody black wins, this will be, like, the first time in, like, years that they have That's had a black crazy. mayor. But basically, like, last week they legalized, like, you know, decriminalized marijuana. Oh, yeah, they did. Up to 28 grand. They sure they did. It was real cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Atlanta lit. Yeah, I was over. like, wait, what I just mean, happened? Been lit. Come on. But yeah, it's cool. I feel like definitely when it comes to like black power or whatever, they're like a whole like, they got it going on. I always say Atlanta's like black elite. Yeah. Like that's where like it's one place where, and I mean, I feel like other places and cities used to be like that Mm -hmm. but i feel like atlanta is the most like harlem you know like how harlem was back in the day where like if you was like a wealthy black person doing your Mm -hmm. thing you was in harlem i feel like that's how i feel when i walk into atlanta like it's like you it's super black and then it's also black elite though like i feel like everybody is like either doing anything or really really trying to like everybody's a renaissance person yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's levels definitely i was realized i realized that at a3c this year mm. was a big eye-opener for me because it's like you have like the street people and they're like kings and queens in their own right but then you mm-hmm. have like the corporate blacks yeah and then you have like it, it was a, it was interesting to yeah. really like sit back and look at atlanta then you got like the college kids who like are kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean, did you see that like in the music? Like, well, in the music industry, yeah, a lot this year. Because I was wondering why. Like, I kept asking myself, like, why didn't A three C go to the colleges to like get people to come? And I, that was like my fear if it was gonna be lit or not. But then I realized that it's so many other like 
demographics of people to touch. So you mm-hmm. had like the out of towners who are coming to Atlanta who are like spreading their music. And these people, some of them are like 27,000 followers on Twitter. You know what I mean? And like they're lit in their space and they come to Atlanta and they have to like, you know, prove yeah, themselves again. And bit. it's like, yeah, it was like sure. a whole, like, it just was levels because it's like you got the street people. Like we tried to book this one girl on our stage and she pretty much turned down the stage up until the week of when she realized that it was an official A3C event because she was doing like a lot of side stages. I'm like, no, you're actually like an artist. You get to go to the events and stuff like that. But she's looking at me and she's like, oh, who's this girl or who are, what's this brand? The streets don't know them, but it's like we're doing something I corporate. Think that's so, so it's like important. it's very like it was a big eye opener. Like it's so many different levels in the industry. Like you could be the it in South Carolina, but nothing when it comes to like, you know, so it was really, really eye opening. I think that's so important. And especially too, because like when me and Kim go to Atlanta, like our friends in Atlanta, like we have like industry friends that are there, but our friends that are like our friends, friends, people we run mm-hmm. around with, they're really from Atlanta right? and they're really outside. right? So it's like, even during times in A3C, like people will try to link with us and they'd be like, y'all going where? Or like, so it's like sometimes the split. So they're yeah. like, what were y'all doing at blah, blah, blah. We like, this is, or how, you know, like this person. But I think, if you're going anywhere, that's so important. Like you gotta not just know like the the people who on paper, yeah, look you know what good. I'm saying, oh, look were, good. Yeah, like you gotta really like do your research and also make relationships with everybody because exactly. there is that divide. Also, like there's like okay, industry corporate stuff, and it doesn't always mix. So it's like you gotta be good on both ends if you're really you trying to do, do something. If you're trying to like really be a powerhouse. Yeah, I think. That's why Jay Z is like the pinnacle, like over everybody, because like you made it in New York with not only black people, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and like you're a king. Everybody, yeah. So like, I feel like you know, I feel like it was very intimate there. Like even the whole networking and just even the places that we were in, I felt like Word. it was like very that was, like it was, was a good open, vibe. Was yeah, like compared to New York City, getting to people and talking, you know, just me and Atlanta. Everybody was very, very like, welcoming in Atlanta. It's like that level ground. Yeah, everybody, because you know? it's so many different levels in Atlanta. And just going to HBCUs, like, two chains and then used to walk on our campus and shake hands and hug people. So it's like, who are you? Like, who are you to be stuck up? You know what I mean? Like, what have you done? If they're, like, still coming out here, like, yeah. showing love. New York so. is, is, is very different and i think being on both sides like from an industry's perspective and just like a regular like i'm outside chilling perspective it is very much more so like in atlanta you can't like you said like it's more access to people and that's why i like that festival in particular because there's gonna be a little separation you know what i'm saying at certain times but for the most part everybody's everybody and everybody's within arm's reach so i tell artists i'm like i know you might want to go to like a south by southwest but but if you really and not that you shouldn't but if you really trying to like connect with people one-on-one i always be like look go to like an a3c like it's definitely a place where you can not only reach people like it's everybody it's fans it's artists is creatives and then there's also industry people who like yeah you you Behind don't get to scenes, be with like all the writers time. Yep. and all that mm-hmm. all in one space i like that a lot about that festival
Um, so what was y'all favorite moments or y'all favorite time during the week? I had a few favorite moments. Let me see. Um, my first are we, favorite are we moment. Limits or we can do. It. You can do it. You can talk. I mean, my performance was cool on Wednesday. I really had fun. Um, Flocka always just turns up. Like her piece, her pop up shops She's are so dope. dope, and I love it. Yeah, like everybody came out. Tate performed. The letter M performed, and I don't know, like the talent that was in Atlanta for A3C. I was just so happy to like be amongst and performing with them, and so that was my first major thing. Hmm, maybe I got more than two. Then our event, I was so happy about the Carefree Black Girls stage because it came together. Yes. At the last minute, I feel like I've been like thinking about this and planning and y'all have been like hearing me say, well, I got to worry about this stage and Rez, Rez, you've been helping me with your sponsorship letters and decks and everything. And even though we didn't get as many sponsorships for the event, like we met a lot of people after the event because of the work we did setting it up and everything. And I feel like that was dope. Um, A lot of people hit me up with positive feedback from the event. So the event was excellent. Like I had such a good time. I was so happy. (laughs) I was, I couldn't stop smiling at it. I was trying to Yes, me neither. It was a really good time. It was good vibes. Let me see what my other moments were. Oh, the um, women's mentoring session was dope. So you had Aisha. She's Ludacris's manager. She was there. Jennifer Drake was there. Um, The woman that owns 12 Studios. I can't remember her name. Don't kill me. Um, Alicia Renee. And it was four of them. And it was just really dope. Like, I got up there and I asked the question, like, how do you balance being a leader when you feel like you're still, like, figuring it out? Because... Like I told you before, like Carefree Black Girl, it spiraled out of control with the hashtag and everything. And me creating a company, now I have everybody asking me to do this and do that and like bring the event here, come here, come there. And it's like, how do you navigate being a leader when you, when I feel like it's so many things I need to learn, like about being a businesswoman every day and about, and they kept saying mentorship, like, don't be afraid to reach out to women in the industry that may be older than you, that know more than you, and just ask them, hey, mentor me. And, like, no no real leader is going to, like, turn you down. And it's just all about, like, the approach. And a lot of them told their stories. Um, <clears throat> Alicia Renee, she said some, she's a songwriter for, like, Rihanna. She's written for a lot of people. And she basically said how, like, she was, like, a housewife and, like, you know, she just decided to like write and just try to try her hand at it. And one day she got that call and her life just changed. So that was really dope. And I think a theme, the whole A3C was for women was like, don't be afraid to do the work. Cause then me and Rez, Rez, do you want to tell them about the sweet cheek brunch? So we, <laughs> so we got, uh, we, I've been seeing the sweet cheek brunch all week. Toyo sweet cheek brunch. And I knew slug agency had something to do with it. And Slug Agency is owned by Bosco. Bosco, she's like, she's an R&B, like, soul singer. It's, she's originally from Savannah, my hometown. And she, you know, went to Atlanta. And she actually got signed in New York. So she's like a traveler, too. And I'm like, hmm, we need to go to this brunch. So I'm hitting everybody up. And the night before, I was like, why didn't I hit up Bosco? And so I hit her up. And she was like, oh, it's kind of out of my hands. You know, Toyota's doing the whole event. So he was like, dang, we going to go to... um." 
Waffle House. Why is somebody wants to go to Waffle House? And whole time, Rez kept saying, "We gonna get in this event. We are going to this branch. <laughs> we are going to this branch." And as soon as we got back to the crib, she messaged me on Instagram. She was like, "Oh, they got some more chairs and space. You guys to come that through was probably my chair, and invite girl, some of sleep." No, they have brought like a couple of tables in. Yeah, because yeah. I remember. Um, one of my homegirls, she like works mm-hmm. for A3C and my homeboy drove up from Nashville and I was like, oh, we going to this brunch on Saturday. So I sent him the link, but I didn't know it was only for women. Yeah, it was So funny. he was like, for some reason, he was like, somebody wrote me back like, oh, if you weren't specifically invited, you cannot. And he was like, damn. And that's my homie who works at Sony too. Yeah. So he's like, oh, what's going on? I just thought it was a brunch. So I was like, I don't know. My homegirl calls me like, hey um who's like you know justin or whatever and i'm like oh that's my friend why what are you talking about and so she was saying like yo it's super tight like yeah it was, when it was I, supposed to be really, really blah, blah. she was like you're she was like you're good of course she's like kim is good she was like but like one no guys because i was like i have another homegirl here i was yeah. like can she she was like yo for real i'm not even gonna hold you and like, it, it was know. up in, in the boss was like yeah up until like when i messaged y'all that's when they was like yeah. oh yeah you can invite more people or whatever because I guess, you know, you're dealing with, like, Angela Yee, Jennifer Drake, all these people. You don't, like, want to have overdo them in it. spaces, overdo it. But then you get there and realize, like, oh, my God, they're chill. So let That's me invite more people. people. always try, <laughs> yeah. too. Because, like, you never know. Things change at the drop of a dime. It was, that whole day was weird. Because these, like, Australian, what were those guys from? They ended oh, up coming man. in, that staying to crazy. the brunch. That's it was not, that day. Like, I'm not even going. But, yeah, those were my moments. What about yours? <laughs> Mine, well, the event. Definitely. I had so much fun. Um, I did the interview with Taylor Black. That was cool. Yeah, and check that out. The um the girl talk session, that was interesting. The girl talk session was interesting. Yes. Like I I just wanted to kinda, you know, ask what carefree black girl meant to them. Um and the conversation kinda went left after we got into like woman empowerment and hip hop and wise res Quana, y'all had to come in and help me like it was it was interesting so was that one of your favorite moments no it wasn't one of my that favorite was a moments, very eye-opening moment though. i was just yeah putting that in the whole event in yeah, general was my gotta, favorite that just came up from yeah. talking about the girl talk session um talk. but we could get back to that but yeah we can come back to the, that we so have to the that. fool's gold stage was my other favorite moment so i had mm-hmm. so much fun at that concert like and i'm at a track so that was super dope mm-hmm. and like he was so nice and that's like was another reason for me saying that atlanta was more warm and welcoming and just easy to network it's just being in that space and the guy i think his name is yusuf mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. he we just like we're walking up and we're about to go and be with the crowd and we saw him and he gave us wristbands like oh come on come through and um angel kept saying like yes connects connects and i was just like you know like stuff like that happening um in new york but you know in atlanta it just kept happening like the whole weekend was just very comfortable it was good so can i say something i think that what i realized this year is like a lot of women i I hate to say this but a lot of people want to talk but they don't want to do the work when it comes to like the industry in atlanta in the south it's very like 
A lot of girls would rather be a rapper's girlfriend than actually do the work. Mm. So when people see you actually out here trying to do your thing and like be a boss, I think that a lot of people are starting to respect them even more. And I yeah. think that that should be like Atlanta. That was a, that, Listen to Atlanta. Be good to the girls. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like that happened. I feel like that was resonated for one right. with the whole event that we had. Like just all women. Yeah. You know, I think that men definitely were like, okay, they doing their thing. Like, you know, so for us, <laughs> we in a good light, but the A-Track stage was my favorite. I saw OJ the Juice Man. I was like, okay, oh this taking God. me back to my high school. <laughs> um, Like, Rich Homie. It was just, I had a good time. I had a very good time. And just being in Atlanta for the first time. Oh, that was your first time? Yes. Oh, that was my like, first oh, time. So. That's dope. I'm so happy, like, you had a good experience. Yes, I had a very good experience. I was like, I don't know if it was just because of the festival was going on that week. I'm pretty sure Atlanta You deserve that, girl. Yeah. We all worked and prepared. I'm pretty sure it's a good time. Okay, Anytime, I- you know, but I had a good time. What's your favorite? Who wants to go next? What's your, what's your favorite, Janine? Um, my absolute favorite moment. Of course, that electric slide boot. Right? <laughs> um, I think... I think our party was my favorite moment and not just because it was our party, which sounds weird, but (laughs) one, I was happy that it all came together and everything was cool. We had so many mishaps that day and there's always mishaps when you throw events, but like we had like crazy emergencies. Like one of my DJs called me at like two, three o'clock, maybe it was later than that. Now it's probably like six 37 o'clock. And he was like, I missed my flight. And I was like, what? (laughs) And so like dealing with that, but it was like everything that happened that went wrong, Mm -hmm. we like fixed it, but made it even better. And like, I think that was one of the best. No, I don't think I know. It was like one of the best DJ sets, like as a whole Mm -hmm. DJ, like collectives that we had as a whole out of all the parties that we've thrown. Like they all were having a good time. Like it was just such a good like party vibe like it felt Who like DJ? we was in somebody's house um dj mike nasty okay yeah i love um, mike nasty. yeah mike is oh. dope dj p pharrell who's uzi's um dj and okay. um we had abe hyde who's based in atlanta too yo it was so and it turns out they all knew each other that okay. we didn't know at first <laughs> so it was great like it literally looked like i don't know like you know when you see juice right. and like all the djs taking turns they having yeah, fun everybody like everybody's vibing doing choreo shout out to um joe fresh y'all know joe fresh goods mm-hmm. he oh yeah. i got on his shirt right now hey joe um shout out to joe for stopping through it was his birthday he had on some super fly ass jacket we had like falcons players in there it was a lot going on but it was so fun hey. And I was, that's my favorite moment. I'm oh, still happy about that. Yes. Taja was lit. You made it. It was. I was in there. Who was the first DJ? Um, That was P. Pharrell. Uzi's okay. guy. He's from New York. And I also didn't know he was from New York. So he came in with the Yankee fitted. And I'm like, we, me and Kim was wondering, like, where is he from? So we're like, P, where are you from? He like, Queens. I was like, ah. I was so hyped. He was playing like <laughs> classic East Coast records too. And everybody was, was still vibing. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know if oh, yeah, I was there a- for like the switch of DJs, but the first DJ had it rocking. I know that I was mm-hmm. having fun. Yeah, I sure was Um, A3C was really good for me. Um, even though I was, who was the DJ who missed their flight? 
Oh, um, Mike Nasty. Oh, shit. Me and Mike Nasty, the same people, because I missed my flight. You did? <laughs> so, my favorite moment at A3C was to the Delta-ass cor- uh, customer service-ass nigga who was like, I'm going to fix this for you. After being That's who fixed Mike's joint, too. Shout out to Delta. <laughs> we were on the phone for like three hours. I was, <laughs> Rez was like, y'all, I've been doing this all morning. Like, all morning. Like, Damn. I was on the table, Um, uh, but I made it, and I made it because there was like purpose like you know and that's the thing it was my second time going to a3c so it was like absolutely lit to like touch down and then like touch down into like this creation this thing that i've been putting my energy into so the stage was definitely like crazy it was really good to see like all these female artists just like slay 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 slay, yeah that was slay Really like, good like, shit. Shing, 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 blood everywhere. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I was in there just in awe. Um, and then it was lit. It was a beautiful vibe for women. And um, I knew, like, I was, you know, it, it's always, it's carefree black girl. Like, that's what, like, the movement is about. Um, but to make it to Toyota Sweet Chicks just, like, really added a lot of confirmation to me, I think, um, because I, I was like, no, we getting in. Yeah. And I was on the bed. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she was. She was like, we going to just go. We just going to go. You got to be like that, you, though. Yep, you got to be persistent. Like, and huh. I'm like that. And that's how A3C was. Like, I was on the phone, like, with the guy. Like, I'm getting there. Like, I'm going to Atlanta. Like, <laughs> it was just like, you really got to just speak it into existence. Yeah. And I was in bed talking to God. I was like, Lord, you really been helping me. So we, we know we on the same side. Come on now. I was like, come on. Because I saw Angela on my flight the flight that i end up getting oh, that's crazy. and i didn't speak to her because i was like i'm going to speak to her when i see her because she was like <laughs> I'm handling her girl. business i ain't gonna put it you know but you know she was getting on the flight i know how it is like you got bags and stuff like that so i saw her twice on like i kept on coming across her and i was like nope 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 i'm gonna speak to her when i know i can speak to her and i was able to get to that event and speak to her and like really talk to her and like really share what we're about and just how like the event aligned, like we was getting our nails did. There was beautiful pictures of black women who influenced hip hop on the walls. Mm-hmm. They had a picture of Left Eye Lopez and Ice Clear Gel. You yep. feel me? Missy Elliott and her super duper I... fly bag and pro gel style. And they gave out a. Uh... What did they give like out? They vinyls. gave out vinyls. Yeah. vinyls. They were serving oh, food on vinyls. Yeah. Yeah. So it was such like, so you, you can tell they really curated that space and it, it just really like showed like, you know, you just have to, creating experiences always time. Where, and yeah. it was like, it was kind of similar to ours, but it was a, definitely a step up with the sponsors. And it was like, dang, like I really want to create more spaces like this. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was Word. beautiful. Uh, um, shout out to whoever put that together. Shout out to Swag Agency. I'm putting their name on there. Bosco and Swag <laughs> Agency. So nice. Yeah, beautiful. So a few girls at the A3C stage, they were saying, they were complaining about the amount of guys that was there. Yeah, um, I guess they thought that it would have been more of an all-female event and were complaining about the amount of male attendees. 
And they mentioned that we kind of promoted it as a safe space for women. Um, well, for one, and when I went to look back, they, they got that part wrong. Um, the carefree black, they said the carefree black girl cookout is a safe space where men and women come to celebrate uh, women empowerment, entrepreneurship, and the arts. And it pretty much says that over everything. However, after the Sweet Chicks brunch, you know, it kind of, you know, sparked the thought in my head, well, we can probably do a few more events geared towards women, but it still got me to thinking like, how do you, how important do y'all think it is for us to have spaces just for women and spaces ran by women, but men can come? Does that make sense? It's like, yeah. we need yeah. those. I know we need those spaces with just us, but like, how do we create safe spaces overall if we don't like expose yeah, I think Man. you got to do both Yeah, because it's important for us to have spaces that are just for us because I feel like something totally different happens when you're in a space and it's just yeah. women. There, There isn't that other side to deal with. And it's, I don't know, it's weird. It's almost like being like everybody... It's like everybody got this, like they make up all yeah, type shit. Right. So and everybody's like, like naked just walking around. Yes, exactly. So I, that's super important. And I think we'd be stronger as women in the mixed spaces, probably if we do more of that, because it's like just focus on us. But at the same time, like you have to have mixed spaces because like, how are you going to, I mean, we're empowered, but we live obviously in a world where we have to deal with both sexes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how are you going to effectively practice or implement the things that we're building in only women's spaces if we don't ever mesh them? Kind right. Of and it's to be honest, like my ass, I was just fucking proud that A3C asked us to do the event. I didn't even think to like make it, you know, only women, only women. And <clears throat> that's a good idea. They, they said next year I could do two events if I wanted to for that purpose. But at the same time, the festival is probably 95% I was going to say and if the and if we want to perform is trying to get right. any type of exposure exactly there's it way deep. more yeah it has it got to be really both deep. it got conversation really deep. I don't know um well I guess if they felt they wanted to waste that then that was okay I you had a recap for us because we I was in and out of that <clears> conversation well I was going to say I mentioned during that conversation that like having men at our event like, I was like, well, we talk about self-esteem on the episodes a lot. And I just not saying that you have low self-esteem, but I was like, I think that being comfortable in a place because of how deep it got and like how heavy the conversation was, I felt like some of them were just saying like they were uncomfortable with men and they were like, well, cause men holler at you at the club and you know, we be at the club with men. So why we got to be here and be with men too, you know? And I'm, yeah, I, I was like, well, this is ran by women, though, and look at everything. They got to watch these women perform, and they don't go to events where, you know, women are, it's an all-female lineup. And I was like, you know, that's. Unless it's a strip club. I think Unless if you guys a, ensure, yeah. though, that this, I feel like, though, you guys obviously would and do ensure to everyone in the space so that this is a safe space, period. So if any man, especially knowing what you guys stand for, what your brand represents, any man who walks through the door knows that he has to respect that. If yeah. not, I'm pretty positive that any of y'all would have been like, okay, you got to go. Word. That's and I, that's why I, when I walked up, I said, have has somebody offended any of you guys? Like, do you guys feel uncomfortable? And they were just like, no, we don't have to feel uncomfortable to not want guys <laughs> around. Kind of and I just was yeah. like, 
okay, I'm sorry, but I feel like we were really hard on this. And I was like, you, I don't go to many events where it's ran by women. A woman's in the corner selling her merchandise. Another woman's doing eyebrows. And she was like, she took that part and she was like, uh, like she tweeted, she was, what did she, what did one of the girls say? She was, I mean, I, I'm just gonna, what I, if I can say something, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I want to say what one thing that resonated with me because I understand that not everybody, not everybody's going to see your vision uh-huh. and, or, or understand the things that you do. Cause you're only responsible for your own actions. Right. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I took them and I took their conversation cause I jumped, I jumped in like, I saw, you know, what was going on. I have jumped them. And I was like, you know, let me be open in this conversation. And one of the girls says, like, don't be afraid to be radical. She said that. And I was like, you know, if we do something that's all female, don't you feel like shutting shutting out the men won't allow us to um, give them teachings or course correct their ways? And then she said, um, I don't see how they're learning here. How are they learning here? You know, and that's when they piggyback on that conversation. Oh, well, you know, this feels like a regular club. This feels like it's a ladies night at the club. Like, how are they learning here? And I thought that was very, I, I, to me, that resonated with me. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel in the future we should do more. Like, maybe if uh, even if it's signs, like saying what Carefree Black Girl is when they come to those events. However, most of the guys was like all female performers, all female DJs. Like, yeah. they took that away. So mm-hmm. I can't really say that they didn't have a takeaway yeah. towards the end it was groups of people coming in that were kind of like, like rowdy but by that time we were already ending yeah um, even with the promotion and mm-hmm. did they have suggestions as well it really wasn't many suggestions yeah see i don't the girls um, no she she you're saying really that the girls, yeah, the girls. Them, yeah it was just more of them expecting it to be yeah. like an all-female event and just I'd have asked what yeah, they definitely. what you know, well what would you have preferred? Yeah, I how, definitely wish I could have said that, but I I think I from my understanding, I feel like I asked and they said I was gonna no say man. that was I felt like no that man. was the suggestion <laughs> just, I felt like at first, you know, to have yeah. a and, f- all female event and I said that, you know, like thank you for that feedback. We'll mm-hmm. take that. But they kept going, kept going, kept oh, going. So upset. it was just okay. like all right. And then we they couldn't even get to the next question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and, and, it, and it was unfortunate we couldn't get to the next question or anything along those lines because it's like we centered we centered our like our talk around men about men. Yeah, and it became negative and because the next question was supposed to be like, how do you self care? Like, how do you relieve like release and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. So. But I think mm-hmm. what like like you said, Dodge. We I I was thankful for that. I think we're all thankful for their advice. Yeah, me too. And um. We'll continue figuring out ways to create spaces that are all women and yeah. then create spaces that are, you know, co-ed because, you know, we we get it. There's some some things you need to do sometimes with, with just your girls. And, you know, like sometimes there are. And that's true. But I also feel like we will do our best to create more spaces for women. But even at that Toyota Sweet Chicks brunch, I feel like the women were selected based on the level of maturity and a level of understanding about the work that has to be done. And I feel like a lot of people shoot out these opinions with no solutions, with no thing about the work. Like, okay, so that's why I was like, this is the first year. Yeah, this is the first year. (laughs) So you guys had Trapping for the 99. That was a Mm -hmm. female curated event. 
Flocka's event that was female curated, mm-hmm. our event, and the Toyota Sweet Chicks brunch. That was four events out That's of like out of like seventy events throughout yeah. that whole week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Actually, I think you're I think you're underplaying that number because there was so many women in women in whatever event going on with the conferences. Oh yeah, the woman that the conference. Well, yeah, but it's, I think like, she means like the events outside of side, the like, like conference meetings. Not the conference. like there's as far as curators, I'll say that female curators, Jasmine. Shout out to Sincere oh yeah, Jasmine. Jasmine. Five of yeah, five. but they're like they're like you said. If there was way more, we'd have known. Like I literally know. Yeah, I think there was it's only five, five, five or less. Like actual, not like the, the females in charge of it. Not like oh, they're just involved, but like female run. I think there's like only and this five or makes six. me uh, uh, want to address another point that I want to get to or we want to get to is how can women like be involved or have like amplify our voice in hip hop? Because our defense for having our stage that way is because we were at a hip-hop event that was well it wasn't our defense it's how the event was started when i started the carefree black girl cookout it was Very me true. and like it was me 9 a.m um i think my cousin june it was i think angela was there and like polly one of our homeboys who skateboard and he was like we should do this all the time like it wasn't I don't know. It was just to bring that feminine <laughs> energy. I don't really, like, I don't really, I, I don't know. I kind of, I hate that that was like the basis of it because they took away from so much, but I definitely would like to create more all female spaces. Um, because mm-hmm. yeah, when people think of like carefree black girl, it's so many different like images that pop up in their heads. And a lot of people that represent all of them. Yeah. I'm, right. And I'm lot. like, <laughs> what about, um, the female who only has male friends? So she's a tomboy. We gotta. Make she her might feel more comfortable, comfortable bringing them because you guys are. That, you, know? you might be full of makeup and whatever, and she might not be able to relate. Like, could she bring her homie with her? Like, so it's just like I would like to create a space where everybody feel com- feels comfortable. Because, like I said, like with the Toyota Sweet Chicks brunch, if those three girls would have been there, I promise you, they probably would have been critiquing that event too. Like, mm-hmm. you hear what I'm saying? They probably would have said something like, "Why is Angela Yee up there and we're down here?" It's like. People, I don't you know. Can't like, please it's level, like, and I feel like all this, like, some people, like, they just got here, they just got woke, <laughs> and like, it's like you keep saying what you would have done, but when I look at your your work, a lot of people have not done anything, but we're gonna try to accommodate them. But like, it's I was just gonna say that it's still we put out the message. Very true. We definitely are very active in the voice and loud and clear and what the message of Carefree Black Girl is and what it means. And like, I don't feel like, well, do we, it's not our responsibility to maybe have all female events. Like, not to be hard. We could make it our responsibility, but that's what I'm saying. That's like, I'm saying, somebody, is, are we saying that, are we taking that on? We yeah. can definitely add it. Because somebody just asked me, you guys should endorse a political candidate. Why? They was like, because they could give you guys money to do different things. Like, and it's so many routes that we could go. I just want to create a free space. I don't want to have like be defined by so many rules. Yeah. But I I would like to do do more female events and I, we will do that. And I thank those ladies for expressing their Mm -hmm. views, but I would like it to be groups of women who understand what the challenge is, um, you know, and what the work we have to do. Because you can't just come. You could be radical. Yeah. You sure can. We all could be very, very radical. But when you're standing there by yourself, because there was a way to do that, to get to be heard more, you just got to be willing to do that. And a lot of people, they'll say stuff, but they're not willing to do that. They're really not. 
Yeah. So a lot of um, what's the quote? Critics with no credentials. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, because people always gonna have something to say though. That's why I say if it's your brand, you know, do what feels right to you. And sometimes you know, like you said, okay, the information I like the suggestion. Like, yeah. I, thank you for adding a, a another set of insight. But don't let people push your brand around though. Like, oh yeah, I should do this. You should do this. You should do that. You know what? If you'd like to come in and maybe curate a one off something, cool. But Y'all don't have to, like she said, it's not necessarily your responsibility to take on everything. Y'all, y'all get to pick and choose because right. you're crafting this and you have the main message. And like you said, everybody else is not going to do the work to get it done. They're just throwing out whatever's coming in their head in whatever moment. So yeah. I think my plan for being more vocal in hip hop is really just um, working with brands that have like a purpose that align like similar with mine. Like that's why I mm-hmm. think it's a very important for me to go do the Carefree Black Girl event city to city and go to those events and find those women in the communities, whether it be the hairdresser, whether it be like the stylist and whether it be like the person who has a new like the health drink. Because at the end of the day, like bigger than hip hop, if we build our own like infrastructure and like buy black and build these people up, it's like if she got 10,000 followers on Twitter for her juice brand she's already she's promoting me you know what I mean in my Mm. events so now I have my own like culture so to speak and I sent you I got everybody in here the email about like the amount of Mm -hmm. money that black women bring in and people I think they don't really they don't really pay attention to that um because black women we are very very influential we make a lot of stuff hot so I'm just trying to find those women wherever I go and yeah I think that's what it is like just sisterhood for the most part because you have to have your allies um jennifer drake is was saying that aisha was her mentor and aisha was saying that she has mentors some of them have died and blah blah, blah and they changed over the years like i think that that's the, the most important part yeah for me it will be to create and to support i guess yeah and definitely continue to put out things create and be a part of the woman in entertainment and in hip hop be a valued opinion, a valued voice, um, a hard worker for sure. Somebody mentioned earlier about being a some a rapper's girlfriend or yeah. something, and I feel like we bring that up a lot too. How we want to be known for what we do, like not being known for anybody girlfriend, but they put us there. So definitely being a mogul of my own and being like one of those women that could be up on panel speaking at right. Toyota, you know, sweet chick brunch. Um and yeah, supporting supporting women like genuinely. Yeah. That's very important right now for me. Like definitely giving what I want to get. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um I think like women in hip hop, I think we have to I think at this point just women have awaken not awaken themselves but we're we're at a point where we we are we're loving ourselves Mm -hmm. like we have we're just full of ourselves we have so much fun and it's fine it's fine to be who we are today we've learned to embrace and we're in that process Mm -hmm. i think so now women in hip-hop needs to continue claiming our land because hip-hop is a culture and it has to be built off of something right and it's truly built off of like 
women and i think uh-huh. that event really pulled that out like mm-hmm. i saw like just how we craft especially nowadays think about all the producers who are females all the enrs right. who are you know who are women you know just think about all the women in these buildings who are moving things around so that this album can play or so that you can stream this right so um i think just continue like taking 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 control just take right. over um i think for me, it's about um, making sure my voice is not quieted, like right. making sure that, you know, I use my voice that I have, continue to grow it, but also use the voice that I do have how I should. Because um, I think sometimes with women, too, it's a matter of having to see somebody who looks like you, who comes from someplace right. you come from, do it. So that it is possible, even if they don't do the same thing, it's something about them doing it and being loud about it and mm-hmm. not obnoxious, but really just holding your own and standing in that. Like, this is what I do. This is what I bring to the table and not letting people like, you know, shortcut you or whatever for that. And then also putting other women on like making sure that like, you know, you reach to the side or reach right. up or reach down, whatever it is, like including other dope women or showing another dope woman how to do something like I think that you know that responsibility in itself and everybody taking it seriously will help amplify um women's voices in hip-hop definitely agree that's super it is about like saying like yep like I did this but my homegirl doing something too tomorrow like you know what I mean like that's Mm. what it is or being like and before you reach out to you know, maybe somebody who you know is, oh, because this is, they do the best in this. If your homegirl does that, but maybe need some help, like just seeing how you can collaborate, even down to like giving ideas, like everybody's building their own thing. So you may not be able to OD, you know, really take on somebody else's whole thing, but just where you can or recommending them to somebody. Like, I think um, in general, I'm like that with people of color, period, especially if it's people I know, like I'm quick to like, and I'll do it without even saying anything. Just like, oh, you doing what? Or people will ask me like, oh, who should I feature for this or whatever? And I'll send them. I'm just going to send them names of people who I know are good people or who I think mm-hmm. are dope. And I think we got to do that with, I try to do it with women of color first mm-hmm. and then people of color and then whoever else I like. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, as women, especially like, you know, black women, I think we need to do that more often too. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just trying to be like the token girl you know the token black person because it's like when they get tired of your ass <laughs> yeah and then it's like you know what's weird about that too is that they make it seem and it's like this with women and as actual artists too they always make it seem like there's only room for right. one who does this specific thing or not even and that's the crazy thing everybody has a niche but if like you're the black woman who does marketing that's it it can only be her and doing this mind you like you know somebody like two different styles two different audiences right. two different visions and i think we let that get in the way too and it's not so much of us i think it's you know especially if you creative it's like male dominated right. and so don't let that get in your head though because there will never be more seats if you don't pull up a chair for the next girl you know that's what i mean so, true. so that's something we because you don't like on. you don't want to be alone at right because like you the really, higher you up right. you get the less of us it's going to be you, you, you really you really don't want to and hip-hop does that like that's why oh nikki nikki gotta be the number one or like just you just see how 
hip if you look at female categories in hip hop awards, there's always a like one person for a series mm-hmm. of years. Whether it's Missy, sometimes not Nikki, it could be Missy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and I, I hate that. Like, we just put one person on top all the time, especially when it comes to the artist part of of the hip hop culture. Um, but we're, we're moving away from that. Oh, sorry. Do we? I was gonna say, do we see that trend dying anytime soon? Because oh, it's yeah, been I here for so long. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely think so. Because there's so many. Next thing too is like there's so many different kinds of female artists. Like you can't hip hop in itself right now is crazy. So you can't really box anybody in that right, but so true. much. So now that there's also different women who do it, but like that's a whole another thing. So they could try, but I don't see that. Last thing at all, much longer. I think that a main thing that women need to be is honest with themselves and Mm. about like their struggles, like with being in entertainment. Um, it's so random. I know it's like off topic, but y'all know China Rogers, right? The rapper. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of her? Yeah, heard of her. And how she like admitted to like doing like hair on and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw that. And I think that a way to move forward is just being honest about like what we're going through and about like things i'm shocked that such a beautiful girl was like going through something like that yeah. but she is a model and she does like she's around other people that are not like her all the time and I'm, who knows what was you know i don't want to say too much because i wasn't there i don't know what she was going through mm-hmm. but sometimes you do have to like find an escape and i think that is if we create more spaces for us to be honest and if she knew, like, yeah, my homegirl, my black girl's gonna be with me, so I can say this. I think it'll be more like it'll be better for us. And you know take what I mean? the pressure off of yeah. having to be like perfect. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like you know we already got the like you gotta be twice as good as them to get yeah. half of what they get. Like just being black, period. Then you're a woman on top of that. So it's a lot all the time. So much so that I think that we always feel like we gotta be perfect. We gotta be this one way. Like yeah. I can't have a bad day. I can't be sad or. I can't you know what I got an attitude today yeah I'm a bitch today like we can't have none of that like we got to be so perfect and I feel like we got to like kill that in itself because then maybe you know not saying because like you said you don't know what she was going through and not saying that she wouldn't have found you know an escape in drugs or anything like that but maybe she would have just felt better being able to not be okay because it's not even on the internet only it's like when you're out you could not be okay but you feel like you got to put on like at least a little bit of like hi i'm okay hey how are you and it's like we don't get that break like Like, social well i feel like black women social media and life in general just puts that on us Mm -hmm. that we can't not be okay yeah i be Um, i really like want to like that's something i want to kill in general like it's okay to not be okay all the time. Yeah. Like that's un- there is no one and who like is okay all the time. And like people needing therapy. Yeah, and yeah. Like I really, I'm a firm mental health. That all black like people need therapy. Yeah. Black people are getting more comfortable now. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More open. Knowing about that, it. yeah, more open about it and being like, <laughs> I have a therapist. I talked to some, no, not me. I was just saying like being comfortable with saying that. Um, I was gonna jump into that because I felt like. Um, uh, Jay Z's, I know this is so random. Oh yeah, but his, uh, but he, his footnotes that he did on Title, mm-hmm. that was like therapy, right there. The way he did those footnotes, and he talked about like, oh, I was at a therapy session, and he would bring that up. But just like that transparency that he had, and just like picking up people, and it was, it's so important too because he's such an iconic black figure. Yeah. So black for him to figure. sit there and be like, yo. 
almost lost my wife or I, I, you know, I had to deal with death in my family, had to deal with this, my mom, like, or I just wasn't okay. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like for him to say that, I feel like it was so important for like black people to see that as crazy as that, as that sounds. And some people get mad, like, Oh, cause like even in a song, Oh, cause Jay-Z said it. Now you want to take care of your credit. Yeah. But honestly, it's kind of like that you sometimes. Do need somebody you to say it that you look that up you, to. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's so true. But yeah, it's hard. But still, as like women in normal, I've always I was watching a show that like the mom was like um, the Carmichael show actually. Uh, mm, the mom was like she funny. was talking about her struggles. She was going through a form of depression on an episode, and she was like, "I'm the mom. I have to keep. I have to stay strong. I have to keep a smile on my face. I have to keep a smile on my face." So it's like sometimes I think, and that's like for like women in relationships and like partners. Um, and who have kids, you have to carry that burden on you. So sometimes you got to be okay for other people. Yes, I seen mm-hmm. a status today that said, imagine being a single mother while trying to get yourself together mentally and emotionally. A lot. That's the hardest thing I had to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't, I can't even imagine because it's mm. <laughs> getting myself in check and Girl, being self-aware I feel and like that just getting my peace of mind is it's work that's crazy i don't have kids but like i have like family members who lean on me friends i have a company like i have people like i can't let down and have to depend on me all the time so having a kid on top of that or like you know dating is one thing but having like a marital spouse or something like on top of it like right now I'm telling y'all, I could not. I like the thought is making me anxious. Like, whoa, that's crazy to put that in perspective like that. All right, so that's a wrap. Thank you, Junae, for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, ladies. Had a lot of fun. Oh, thanks so much. I hope to hear you back. Come back, you know. I would love to. Just let me know when, y'all. As long as I got time, I'll be here. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at C F bg pod and you can also follow us on instagram at carefreeblackgirl underscore inc and make sure for you guys to uh, check out our website we just launched it at www.carefreeblackgirlgirlnoi.com you guys can follow me at everything new york you can also follow my style page at lawflifenyc and junae tell us where we can find you Hey guys, my name is Janae Brown. Uh, you can find me at Janae Brown on Instagram and Twitter. That's J-U-N-A-E, brown like the color. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, you can also follow um, my agency social media pages. That's B2P Agency on Twitter and just Brown to Perfection on Instagram. That's the number two, not T-O. <laughs> cool. Uh, it's your girl Rez and you can, call, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter um, at call me underscore r-e-z underscore again call me underscore r-e-z underscore